Blog Talk Radio. Feel free to come and worship with us. We are at 5 
We are at 4204 Cardinal Drive, Dallas, Texas, 75216. Once again, I want to thank each and every one who's tuning in. And thank you, thank you, thank you for your continued prayers and support. Tonight, I want to talk because I know right now, while everyone is listening to this podcast, this may be the first day of school for some people. And I know last week my son started school on Thursday, on last Thursday, but this is the full, first full week that he's having. And like I said, there are some that are starting school, and there are some even starting school for the first time, even, let's say, pre-K or even kindergarten. So what we want to do, we want to dedicate this episode to prepare the students of any age, regardless of their elementary, preschool, elementary, middle school, high school, college, not just for the students, but also we want to talk to the staff members. We want to talk to the adults. So in this episode, this episode is simply back to school. This is our back to school special episode that we want to dedicate to those who are pertaining to school, regardless if you're the student, staff member, or even the parent. So with the students first, we want to talk to you all to let you all know how important education is. And sometimes we don't understand the importance of it until we have to start paying for it. Right now, especially those who are in public school, right now you're getting free education. Now, to some people, uh, so what? But when you think about it, there is somebody paying for your education. Right now, it may not be coming out of your physical pocket, but taxpayers may be paying for your education. But also, we have to look at the importance of education, the importance of it. Education is there to help us, and it's more than just doing the work and getting a grade. It's being able to apply the principles that they are trying to teach you because it's more than just uh, answering a question. That answering of that question will give you a temporary grade, but you need a permanent grade for yourself. That permanent grade is something that you've been able to instill within yourself. In other words, you'll be investing into yourself. That's the first principle I want to speak about. Education is there to help you invest within yourself. For those who are familiar with uh, the stocks or even if you want to say poker chips, right now education for you to be able to take education seriously, this is the first opportunity that a person has to invest within themselves to be able to put something in them that increases their value. Not just the value of your 
emotional, your character, your ethics, but also these are long-term investments that we'll be able to put within ourselves that's going to help us be in demand. In other words, when people see you, what's going to help them to understand more about you is how you take yourself seriously. In other words, if you want people to believe in you, do you believe in yourself? If you want people to invest into you, you have to invest within yourself or invest to yourself. Invest within yourself and invest to yourself. So, like I said, right now, even though you might be in elementary school, but this is the time that you really have to start learning the importance of education. So, how can you invest within yourself? You have to look at what are you having as your priorities. Now, when you invest within yourself and when you have your priorities in line, your priorities, you put in first, we put in God first, which we're going to talk about later on also, but also being able to put yourself where you get all that you can that's going to help you, not just in the short term, but even in the long term. Now, it's easy for a person to just get the grade, but during that time of your private time, your private time, you've been able to go back and review those things that you might have learned in school or that you had might have learned the day before. Can you study? Can you invest? Can you excuse me, can you study? Can you go over or review those things even if your teacher or your parent doesn't tell you? You have to Learn how to love education. Now, being able to look at the education or whatever class, learn to love it. Look at education as vegetables. You may not like, quote, unquote, the taste of a particular vegetable, but you know that it's good for you. First of all, you're not allergic to it. So, how can I be able to make whatever subject that I may not be interested in, how can I be able to have it interpreted where it becomes fun and I can enjoy it? In other words, i got to learn to love it. There are some things that we like that automatically, mm, it pleases our taste buds right then and there. There are other things you have to learn to have a taste for. There are things you have to, how to say, it's an acquired taste. Even some classes that may be difficult, even some classes that you may not like. There might be a teacher that you may have had in the past, but even if you have that teacher that might not be in your cup of tea, so to speak, are you willing 
to have some one-on-one time either with that particular teacher or someone that may be very knowledgeable about how to learn whatever class that may not be your quote-unquote cup of tea. You have to be able to have that time for you to be able to study regardless if they tell you because, like I said, the teacher already have what you're trying to get. So you have to understand, regardless of the personal feelings, and even with school, you're not there to like the teacher. The teacher is not there to like you. But and there may be some that may have a great personality. There may be some who may be able to explain in a way where you can understand and comprehend, and it may be fun. But there are those that may not may not show any interest, any emotion, any type of love, so to speak. There are some that may be just strictly by the book to give you exactly what you're supposed to know. And then also they may not say it in a way that is very receptive. Even besides that, you have to see, okay, take notes. The most important thing we got to do Ask questions. If it's something that you don't know, admit it, you don't know. If it's something that they may need to review over, if it's something that, well, maybe I didn't get a proper understanding, you have to ask questions. The worst thing you can do is assume. So if there's a teacher that's trying to explain something to you, hey, look, if you don't know, just admit you don't know. Put aside the ego, put aside the pride. Don't be embarrassed because you don't understand. This is the time where you could be able to let someone know or let the teacher know you mean business. And like I said, y'all don't have to like each other. Y'all don't have to invite each other invite each other over for Thanksgiving dinner. That's the time the point. You're not there for that. That teacher is there to teach you and you're in school to learn. Now there may be some who may have that you may have known that may have just scooted on out of school from kindergarten on up to the twelfth grade. They already got their diploma, and now when you talk to them, they don't know how to talk to people. They don't even know how to fill out a resume. They don't even know anything about themselves to be able to put down on a resume. Now, just because somebody got a piece of paper called a diploma, that they mean that they're actually prepared for life. The answer is no. The piece of paper in your hand, it may help you to get in the door, but the key thing is you want to be able to stay within the building, stay in the room. So no matter what happens, regardless of how other people have taken education, you take it seriously. Even to come down to school, and this is, if you want to say these for those who might have been in middle school, elementary school, or even high school. Being able to be in a position where you could be in front of the class. Because when you look at it, if you're in the front of the class and the teacher's in front of you, there are no distractions in front of you. It's a direct link between you and the teacher. But a lot of times, I know myself, when I was in school, I sat in the back. I didn't like sitting in the front. I wanted to sit in the back, but I realized that my distractions were not behind me. My distractions were in front of me. And so mentally, 
it puts a barrier, and you see the barrier between yourself and the teacher. And so sometimes subconsciously there comes a barrier, not just in the physical, but even in the mental, even in the spiritual, that actually that can distract us from actually being focused, paying attention, or even to hear whatever the teacher is trying to tell us or whatever the teacher is trying to give us so we can be able to retain it and be the men or lady that God called for us to be. So education is so important. We have to take it seriously. And so with the education, being able to prioritize, have a balance. There's nothing wrong with watching TV, but we can't spend all of our lives and time watching TV and know more about the TV or the TV program that we're watching and can't even remember the lesson that we learned earlier that day in school. So you have to have a balance. The balance is, like I said, more than just watching TV, more than just listening to some music, or even playing games. Look at it like this. You write down how many hours a day or even how many minutes a day of you spend on TV, you spend on the telephone, you spend playing a game, you spend studying your education. When you think about that, when you think about that, if education is first, then great. But if something else spending more time on education, or if something spending more time outside of your education, then there's a problem. Of course, other than God, other than God. But if something has a high priority over God or even education, then your life is not properly balanced. In other words, you're not properly investing within yourself. But also, even like I was saying earlier about the poker chips, the poker chips, when we, when those who play poker and, and all that stuff, they have poker chips that give the value of whatever they're playing with. So when you invest within yourself with education, you are investing those chips onto your onto you onto your self or your property. You have to be able to invest in yourself. No one else can be able to invest within you without first you investing within yourself. You have to be the first one to make that deposit within yourself. If you don't make that first deposit, there will never be a second deposit from others. I'm going to say this again. The first deposit will come from you. The first real deposit will come from you. If you don't have an initiative or a drive or a will to take education seriously, then people will not take you seriously. So if you do what you're supposed to and prioritize, have that balance, there are people that will see you. They may not give anything to you right then and there, but they're going to follow you. And those people that follow you 
eventually they may tell you, well, this is something that may help you, or I heard that you were into this or into that. Here you go. I remember when I was growing up, I used to work at the grocery store, and I didn't realize how many people were watching until I got older. Even to this day, matter of fact, I'll be 46 next month. Even to this day, I have customers that I used to sack groceries, uh, deliver their groceries to their car or even to their home. I've been in many customers' homes. And there are some who I may not have had that kind of personal relationship with them off the clock, but they still remember my face. They still talk to me. And I'm telling you, people, if you mean business within yourself, other people will take you seriously. If you don't take education seriously, you're not going to take yourself seriously, and no one will take you seriously. So being able to have that balance is a time and place for everything, even with uh, sports. Sports are fine. Believe me, growing up, I wanted to, I wanted to wrestle. But even with sports, I don't. I think they still have that rule: no pass, no play. Even with sports, that's fine and dandy. But you make sure that you can properly manage between being an athlete and being a student. A lot of times, because of that imbalance, we end up shortchanging ourselves. A lot of times, we may not be able to rest because we got so much going on. But also on the same token, even with you going to school, make sure, get this, this is something that a lot of us, we overlook. Make sure you have a balanced meal. Make sure you take care of yourself physically, getting the rest that you need, taking your vitamins, eating a healthy, balanced diet. And also even exercise. Make sure you're able to walk. Make sure you do those things because that's what helps stimulate your mind. That's what keeps your mind alert. So when you're able to study or you be in school, then you can be able to retain. But if you've been sleep-deprived or if you've been um, food-deprived, a lot of times that does something to your brain That's done as, as far as your concentration. It really plays a part. I found out. When a person being sleep deprived, it's just like not going on a computer and hitting the refresh button. That mind needs to be rest. That mind needs to be stimulated. So it's perfectly fine. It's healthy to push the reset button. Naps are not just for quote unquote old people. No, naps are for human people. So it's perfectly fine for us to be able to. Take a nap. Get some sleep. We got to do that. Okay. The next step I want to talk about, I had already spoke about uh, sitting in the front of the class. Along with sitting in the front of the class, what we have to do, when it's time for us to sign up for classes, sign up for course courses, we have to take those classes that would challenge us. A lot of times, people can easily just get the classes just to get certain grades. It's just like a star athlete. 
Next thing you know, he want to sign up for homemaking. Nothing against those who are gifted in that area. But what is your motive of taking those classes? So examine yourself. Those classes, especially if you have the mindset of something that you always wanted to do, but then you find out some of the criterias and you're like, oh, no, 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 that's okay. These criterias, regardless if they're difficult, you have to understand if it's something that's within you, if it's something that's making you feel driven, go for it. You have to go for it. You never know your full potential. Sometimes, even though you may feel like, oh, it's hard, but in actuality, it might be developing that muscle, not just on your arm, but also even in your head. It might bring out your purpose, because a lot of time in school, people are looking for their purpose. This might reveal your purpose, but also we have to ask God to help us to discern, number one, the good, the evil, but also help him, ask him to help us and reveal the purpose and plan that he has for us in our life. So that way we can be able to see long term. In other words, being able to see the consequences. But also think about this. Right now you might be in middle school, elementary, high school. That's fine and dandy. But asking God, like I was saying earlier about discernment, asking God to to help you to be able to see the unseen. Because a lot of times there might be something, you might be stuck in a decision for you to do this one thing, but then there's another option that comes and you don't know which way to go. God will actually open up an avenue for you to be able to see the answers directly and not just seeing a temporary answer, but seeing something long-term that's going to help. I know this class in school, this was a, a senior class, I believe, senior or junior, but junior going to the senior, yes. They were having, they were having a, what's called like a school president. They were having like a runoff. They were electing the school uh, president. Now, the two main choices, there was one that was popular. He was comical, had fun with him. He was very, very, very well known. But then the other candidate was a very smart, studious person. Um, Actually, if I'm not mistaken, his father was a pastor. And not just speaking about his father, but just looking at his own merit, he was a very, very um, respectful young man. He played football just like the other candidate. And so the class clown was the one that was uh, elected president. Well, 10 years later, went to a family, excuse me, went to the class reunion, and I witnessed that person that was elected president, what? Not only he wasn't there, but kind of found out he was into some things that were unhealthy. I'll say it that way. But that person that was not chosen to be the class president, you know where he was at? He was inside mingling and operating as if he had actually won. But, see, that's long-term. We see the results of our choices. If we had known them what we know now, 
then that person that won never would have won. It would have been that person that was not elected. And see, a lot of times we just go by because we wanted to be entertained. We want to be, quote, unquote, somebody friend because they're smiling, they're laughing. They might be genuine. But asking God to help us to have the discernment for us to be able to see how a person really is, a person's true character, and also how are they or what are they going to become five or ten years from now. That's something we got to think about. Now, being able to see long-term, and then also, like I said, being able to take those classes that may challenge you because it may prepare you, not just for your future, not just for your purpose, but it may help and develop, like I said, some muscles, some, if you want to say, being able to expand and being able to exercise your brain, your decision-making Asking God to help you to understand even more. And a lot of times it's easy for us to ask for advice, but a lot of times God may put us in a position for us to be able to be the answers that people need. It's easy for us to ask people for an answer, but what happens when they're not available? So that's the reason why it's so important for us to understand the principles of whatever that the teacher trying to convey to us or trying to tell us. With that, the other part I want to say is please don't give up. A lot of times it's easy to throw in the towel. Actually, it takes no effort at all to quit. But it takes work to keep on going. So a lot of times, even at the time we want to throw in the towel, listen, pray and ask God to help you cool your tongue, praying to God to help you clear, clear that clutter that's in your mind. And I will say this, just because somebody have a lot of things in their mind that doesn't mean that they're in sin or they're going through, they might be multitasking with something that pertains to their family, their children, or whatever. So actually, it's none of our business. So if that person feel like, you know what, I feel like giving up. No, we can't give up. We cannot give up. I don't care how difficult it may be. Don't quit. First of all, pray and ask God if it's something that you took upon yourself to sign up for or if it's something that he wants you to sign up for. If it's something that he wants you to sign up for, then he will not allow you to go anywhere without him preparing you first. Everything pertaining to life and God and this God has already given us. So not only the ability to do it, but the ability to withstand or if you want to call it long suffering. Helping us be able to have the character, have the ethics to not quit. Like I said, it takes no effort at all to quit. But also your reputation is on the line. And also examine yourself. Why are you taking these classes? Is it because, hey, you know what? I am interested in this or in that. That's fine and dandy. But also evaluate yourself. Are you doing it because somebody else, hmm, you see them? Well, you see that they're 
they can do it easily. So it's going to try to take it upon yourself. So, so we cannot give up. I'm going to say this one more time. Don't give up. Also, what we have to do, like I was saying earlier, I think I said this earlier, we have to live a life where it puts us in high demand. When people see that you mean business, when people see, you know what, I can study and also not just study, I might be learning my ABCs right now, but as I'm learning my ABCs, I'm able to go somewhere and write, try to articulate what I've learned. Also, it's so important for people, not just the elementary, but also people in general, being able to write down whatever questions that they give us, answer them. But also, I would say that this is so important, especially for the young guys, we have to learn to speak up for ourselves, not depend upon someone that's going to speak up for us because a lot of times when you have a spokesperson, they're going to speak based upon their need. But never be in a position where you're comfortable enough to have people to speak for you. No, you got to speak up for yourself. So, like I said, live a life where you are in high demand. It's easy for someone, I was talking to my cousin earlier, it's easy for someone to be able to just play the field, exercise, or, you know, exchange balls, basketball, volleyball, exchange with your child's friends. Well, I found out it just so happened I brought that into the house. If I hadn't brought that, then there might be something that may have occurred that may have looked, tried to distract or something. So you just never know. So we have to stay focused and most importantly, most importantly, ask God for guidance and direction. Now, I mentioned some steps. This is something not just pertaining to in school, but this is also pertaining to the school age. A lot of times, people fall under peer pressure. People fall under peer pressure, and they try to feed in. So asking God to have your identity and have you to be able to see yourself as he sees you. Now, while I'm on that subject, I want to throw something in there. Education is so important. We have to get into education, but the education is not just the secular education for the even, not just the younger people, but even at the young at heart and vice versa. So a lot of times we'll tell the young people they need to pray, they need to do this, they need to do that. The adults are telling them, but the adults, the adults are not doing it for themselves. Excuse me. So what we have to do, we have to realize secular education is so important, but we cannot bypass or overlook the spiritual education. The spiritual education, that's going to be able to handle and also be the pocket filler for you to be able to get secular education and for you to be able to store it in your pocket and use it when needed. But whenever there is no spiritual education, then it's just like 
walking down the street with a, your favorite jeans and there's a pocket inside. It's not going to manage. So asking God, first of all, if you have not accepted Jesus Christ, your personal Savior, this is the opportunity for you to accept him as your personal Savior. And this is not, you know, salvation or coming to Christ and not just for the older people, but it's also for each and every one of you. So asking God to help you, for you to be able to invest, for you to be able to, number one, have God first in your life. God will help you to bring creativity, bring things from the pages into your life, and for you to be able to see the hand of God move is so important. So asking God to reveal who he is to you. And then also asking God to help you to be able to look at yourself the way that God sees you. In other words, look within your spiritual lenses for you to be able to understand how important, how valuable you are. And uh, there may be some young ladies that are out there in your family who may have done things they may have been ashamed of or whatever. Reach out to them. Love on them. So we have to be able to make ourselves and put ourselves in high demand. Now, another way where it will actually de- depreciate our value if we do this, so I could recommend not only not to do it, but if you see someone considering, considering it, tell them don't do it. That one thing is about tattoos. Tattoos and um, I would say not just the tattoos, but even the earrings. A lot of times we just look at when they have it in their ear. I'm going to speak about the earrings first. A lot of times we just talk about it when they have it in their ear. But if they take the earrings out, there's going to be a hole right there in their ear. In other words, you can't fool them. So we have to ask God to help us to see how valuable, how beautiful that we are. You don't need those tattoos. Matter of fact, we had a revival this weekend, even what the minister was showing. Tattoos actually show what pagan God that you worship. Also, not just in the edge case, but even the tattoos. So many young people, they get these tattoos, and they end up regretting it two or three years later. There are some young people that I know that actually have that stuff on their face. Uh Uh-uh. If you hate wearing makeup, then why would you put that kind of stuff on your face? Mm Mm-mm. That's bad arithmetic, bad arithmetic. So realize, even with you removing the tattoos and removing the earrings, number one, there might be a scar that's there, so you don't want to do it in the first place. You don't want to do it in the first place. Along with the tattoos, this is something else that a lot of people don't realize. A lot of times people want to apply for jobs. Realize even if you are in middle school, they're building they're building penitentiaries now. Not just because there's old there's an overpopulation, no. They have already studied 
you. They see that you don't take school seriously. So by the third grade, they already know who's going to go to jail or not. But also being mindful not to post everything on social media. Even though you might delete it, but there are some things that would never, ever, ever, ever go. So you have to use common sense. Don't post all this stuff pertaining to your, well, that's my homie, or, you know, we did this, we did that. There are consequences pertaining to everything. But also, just because some people say that they are, quote, unquote, your friend, doesn't mean that you have qualified them or drafted them into your spiritual family. So if you end up going out of town to get a tattoo on your face, you wouldn't like that. So ask God to help you to understand how valuable you are. You don't need them tattoos. You don't need no earrings. You don't need that. Now, the other thing, if you see or hear, this is for those who maybe I used to say in elementary, but now because of the day and time that we're in, we've seen proof. If something happens where these people, these people, they see you, they see you as a hardworking student. They see you as someone that, you know what, this person is going somewhere in life. The main thing is always stay humble. Stay humble. Stay humble. Make sure that your vocabulary says more about others than yourself. Also, be in constant prayer. In other words, you don't have to wait till you get home to pray. Pray if someone is in need. Pray for them right there and there. There's something that dropped him up, dropped into my spirit that will be actually good for thought, good for thought. So, asking God to help you to be able to be of service to people, help them. This doesn't mean that you're gonna be used or anything like that. No, it doesn't. But ask God to help you to be able to see the unseen. For you to be able to see long term, not short term. But also, I spoke about the earrings, I spoke about the tattoos, and also, like I said, even being careful what you post on social media because even though it may have quote unquote deleted some of it or sometimes, but we are going through situations that we may feel like quitting, giving up. And especially when there is pressure on, sometimes the main thing that get affected when it comes down to children, the education. So we want to keep education first. Now, the other thing, because there have been a lot of things that have transpired that try to put fear upon those who go to school, even to be parents, Give every situation over to God. But also, we need to tell our children, if there's something that we see or that we hear that may be challenging or that may be ooh, newsworthy, we have to talk to our leaders about that. We have to be able to talk to not just our leaders, 
not just in the church center, but if there's anything going on in school that you may hear or something you may see, tell the leaders at the school. Tell an, an adult staff member, and not only tell an, an adult staff member, but also you talk to your parents. Because a lot of times, unfortunately, there may be somebody that you may have told that may not do anything about it. But even if they don't do anything about it, you have told your parents. So the parents would take it upon themselves to find out, hey, what's going on? And when I said that, because it's a lot of shootings that have taken place last year, matter of fact, I found out on the third day of school, I think it was on uh, last Thursday, on the third day of school, some kid got stabbed. There's danger everywhere, and especially even within school. You see or hear somebody bringing a gun or a bomb or whatever like that, report it immediately. And don't ever feel like, well, you know, I lost a friend. No, no, no. That was a person that did not exhibit friend qualities. So being prayerful and ask God to help you, even if, even if it looked like, oh, I got this nipped in the bud. Asking God to help you anyway, because you never ever know. And so, with that being said, I want to have the opportunity for us to be able to come together, and we're going to pray for those who are starting school, but also for the parents. The parents understand this: we're sending our children to school to learn, but actually, we are the first teachers that they'll ever know. So asking God to help us with the wisdom, with the guidance, be able to participate in helping our children know and learn so ultimately they can make it over and cross that stage and get their diploma and then go off to other places. So as parents, it's our responsibility not just to help them but also to cover them. We have to cover them in prayer, especially in these day and times. We have to cover them. We have to pray put their known all before they go to bed or even when they first wake up, which actually both, before they go to bed and when they first wake up, and pray over them. You don't know what a person is dealing with at school. But also, I mentioned the peer pressure earlier, but you never know what type of bullying that they may be dealing with. So asking God to help us to be able to hmm, not be distracted by any bullying. And like I said, if they if find out there's something going on, somebody might be planning or plotting to do something. So if you hear anything, make sure you report it immediately. So a lot of times, kids not got to think about all that now. They, they, they don't just think about, well, I'm going to school, give me an education, or I'll find out. Uh, what they going to eat? No, no, no. Right now, there's been too many school shootings. And sometimes the devil would try to use that to deter people from going to church or even going to school. That's the trick of the devil. So asking God to help us. Whenever there's a situation that is so big for us to handle, ask God to help us to give everything to him because he's the only one that can fix it. So with the, with the parents, always try to help the students to speak up for themselves. Now, I spoke to the students earlier, but we got to talk to the parents. 
the parents, allow your children to speak up for themselves. That's something that will actually help. It will help their self-esteem. They will help them understand that their voice matters. So even with that, we need to make sure that we as parents partner up with the teachers more than just having an interaction on P was it P A G uh the tag the tag the tag program uh I'm sorry that's um PTA I'm sorry that's what it PTA more than just the PTA we have to be involved in the activities of our children not just the spiritual but also even the secular the education we have to be involved we got to know what's going on we have to know what's going on these are our students these are our children and we tell the children to get all that they can especially free education and we want them to invest within themselves but also we need to invest in our own children no other person should esteem or encourage our children more than us. Now, the teacher may encourage them 20 times, but you know what? Our children, we're going to encourage them over 20 times. So we have to make sure, along with watch, we got to watch, we got to observe, we got to be in a position where sometimes the, our children the students can learn more than we can. So how about we get in the position of learning just like them? We have to learn what they're learning so that way there could be a high learning, not just within the individuals or the individual in the home, but also the whole family within the home. So those are teachable moments. Those are landmarks. So with the students, the adults, and also even with the teachers. The teachers, my prayer is for the teachers to be compensated for all that they do. I can't say being a teacher is an easy job. I'm not a teacher, but I just see and hear some of the some of the heartbreaking stories, and we have to keep our teachers lifted up in prayer because a lot of times they deal with students who are mischievous but also they may be dealing with dealing with students who may not be able to afford there may be some who may be cutting up but we need to understand why they're cutting up there might be a cry for help there might be the cry to let them know you know what i don't know how to express myself so what I'm going to do, I'm going to just act out. So we who are spiritual, let's discern. We who are spiritual, let's ask God to you know, bring up the real problem and for him to fix it. So for the students, we pray that you have a safe year this year. Go on to school. And also, like I said, not just for those who are kindergarten, uh, elementary school, middle school, high school, but even those who are in college. Get all you can, and also now, especially those who are in college, a lot of times we have to look at that the devil will try to bring a distraction where while you're trying to 
go and get your higher education, one thing leads to another. Something may happen where it ends up causing you to what to drop out. And sometimes people may take a year off, okay, but then there are others who, if they take their year off or any time off, they don't have enough drive. They don't have enough drive for them to kick it back up and go back to class. They don't. Sometimes once they leave, that's the last thing that they do. That's the last time that they ask to see school. So we have to ask God to help us. And also, I was mentioning earlier, looking at the educational part, looking at the secular part, but we got to be about our Father's business spiritually. We have to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ ourselves. Like I was saying earlier, there may be a time where whoever we would depend upon, we can't reach them in prayer, reach them to have them to pray for us. We got to be able to link up with God for ourselves. So that spiritual education is so important. I don't care how much you know. I don't care how much your teacher knows. No one knows more than God. God may be able to help you to understand a classwork and give you some key principles to help you retain it in your head. Also, nothing wrong with taking notes. We have to take notes, and not only we take notes, but it's good for us to read out loud the notes that we have taken upon ourselves. So that way we can be able to retain what we've been taught and apply it into our lives. But also, for those who may have had a rough year last year, asking God to give you the strength and the encouragement to face this year. Know that even though it may have transpired, ask God to even have you to forgive. So whatever situation that we be dealing with, we're going to cast all of our cares upon him. And if you have any need requests other than some of the things I mentioned, hey, we're going to hold up everything. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you right now, God. Thank you, Lord, for your awesomeness. God, we come to you right now, God. Ask all for your head of protection as the children, as even the young adults go off to school, God. God, we speak, God, that you put a head of protection around them, God. I know that there are some who may be going to school locally, but then there are some that's going long distance. So we speak, God, that you cover each and every one of those groups, God, from the crown of their head to the sole of their feet right now. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we speak, God, that you help them overcome any prayer pressure right now. We bind every spirit of bullying right now. In the name of Jesus, we bind every mischievous attitude that may harm our children right now. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we speak, God, that you put a head of protection, God, we speaking, God, that you put a garrison over their heart, over their minds right now, God. I bind every wicked spirit that they've been trying to do in turning down God's kingdom, in distracting God's people, in dealing with the mind right now. God, we speaking, God, that you touch and heal their minds right now, God. God, we speaking, God, that you help them, God, to understand their value, their, their importance, God. Help them to understand how valuable that they are right now, God. In the name of Jesus, we bind everything that they'll stand for, send them back to the pits of hell right now. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for what you're doing, God. Thank you, Lord, even for you helping us be able to retain what you are teaching us 
in what you're going to teach us, God. Whatever the teacher is going to give us, God, help us, God, be able to retain it, God, and help us, God, to be able to take school seriously, God. Help us, God, to not be distracted, God. Help us, God, to be able to stay focused right now. And, Lord, we know even sometimes, God, some people may have made a mistake, God. Help them, God, to bounce back from their mistake right now, God. Help them to understand, God that you are loving God, you are forgiving God, but God, help them, God, to understand you want them to come back to them, God. God, we ask for the help in every endeavor of our lives right now, God. And we thank you, Lord, for what you've done, what you're going to do, but most importantly, for who you are right now. In Jesus' name we pray. We say amen, amen, amen. I want to thank each and every one who's listened to the program. If you want to get in contact with me, I'm Brother Prater. Brother, pray to Piers and Paul, or A, Tiz and Tom, E-R. You can go to my Facebook page. Uh, you'll see my daily devotion and videos. And also, if you subscribe to my YouTube channel, you'll be able to see my videos. Or you can go to my website at www.brotherprater.org. You will see the daily devotions and upcoming events and personal appearances. Also, if you go to the store section, you can purchase my book, A Few Good Men, A Path to Godly Fatherhood. A Few Good Men was written to inform men of the needs and responsibilities to their children, family, spouse, or even to the children's mother. Also, to inform the women the needs of men and to give the single women the qualities of a potential future husband and or father to present or future children. I want to thank each and every one who tuned in to Reconnect My Heart podcast. We pray that y'all have a safe first day of school and a safe new year. God bless you and good night. 